0: Welcome in to Scurry and the Scrub, another episode of our Big East Week Review. Um, going to recap the men's and women's action from the weekend, from the week, I guess. Uh, I'm Matt DeMarinis, that's Jordan Scurry, and today we have a special guest who was very generous with her time today. Um, former Blue Jay Big East Player of the Year, uh, Jalen Agnew, um, here to get you kind of caught up on what's going on in her her rehab, and then her professional career that has some some newsworthy moments of worth updating. We actually, uh, full disclosure, we did talk about this this morning when we tried to record this. It did not go well on my end of things, not theirs. So, um, unfortunately, Jalen's going to rehearse her answers because <laughs> we got to get you all caught up on what's going on with her uh, before we jump into our, our Big East talk. So, first of all, Jalen, thank you for your time. Appreciate you having
1: it having you on. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, so I recently just started playing live again. Um, I've gotten to hop in with the Creighton women's team um and their practices. And I've also hopped in with the um old man noonball um squad as well to get some up and down. So played with Flan and his bros. Um so that's been fun. So, except for the fact that noon ball turned into 6.15 a.m. ball all the way out on the west side. (laughs) So, that's been a little bit of a struggle. Um, But for the most part, it's been good. Knees feeling good. Um, Just got to get my cardio up. And, um, yeah, the hopping into practices have been super fun um, because they're obviously really good and they've been doing really good. So, it's just fun to see them in that aspect and try to help where I can. Um, I
0: well uh, yeah, well I just gonna I was just gonna say, um, you know, we'll we'll talk about that, the the Jays a little bit later, but they they whoop Seaton Hall pretty good. And I remember you were Lauren Park Lane in that scout, and she's I, I can't help but notice she had four points against Creighton and then like thirty two days later against Providence. So how much of that are you telling the coaches that you deserve credit for? Because I'm just saying that's the look you gave them and they shut her down.
1: I don't know. I played her very well. You know, she's like a five, two point guard. I'm definitely not that. So I was trying, though. I was really trying, you know, right hand drive, Be try to be shifty, which is definitely not me either. Um, but hey, hopefully it helped. I mean, they ended up winning pretty big. So um as long as long as it helped them yeah and you all and I were, we were yeah full disclosure you and I
2: obviously were yeah. talking about this this morning uh when we tried to kick this off but it's always fun to you know play the scouts where it's not necessarily what you're good at because I feel like it helps you get back to you know areas of your game improving areas of your game that you normally wouldn't uh I guess what's been the toughest part I was just thinking about that too for you like getting back um especially with your game you're so versatile and everything what's been tough like I mean everything's probably tough coming back from an injury that takes that long. Right. But I yeah. guess what's been the toughest part just in trying to get your rhythm back. Cause it takes a while.
1: Yeah. I would say, um, honestly, just fatigue and the cardio aspect. Like, um, I think like the first practice, I was like a little amped up cause I'm, I was, you yeah. know, like, adrenaline. Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, Whoa, what's going on? Mm. And then, uh, like probably like that later on that week, I was like, Ooh, like I'm not hitting shots because I'm tired and needing need my legs under me. Um, so I'd say that's like probably the biggest thing, um, which all of that like will obviously come, but, um, yeah, I think that was it. Like, and I, I felt pretty confident about my knee. Like I didn't, I was, I'm not like ever like thinking about it or like, I, I can't do this move, blah, blah, blah. So something funny actually happened the other day. I was, um, I think I was park. Yeah. I was park lane. I was trying to go like across the lane um, right hand drive. And I was going way too fast. (laughs) I was like, man, I have not gone this fast in a second. My other knee like gave out and I just like fell and it was, everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, I am completely fine. I just started going way too fast, but I haven't gone that fast in a really long time. (laughs) So it was really funny, but, but yeah, that's, I'd say just like the fatigue cardio aspect. Um, got to get that back, back going, but everything else has been good so far.
0: You were like like shot out of a cannon for a second. (laughs)
1: Literally. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I, was going, I was like, I'm about to trip over my own feet here. Like it was-
0: yeah. that would happen to me
2: because I would make I would be going too fast and I wouldn't have the ball handling skills to try to like even like slow myself down. So I would like lose the ball. I've definitely been there, but it wasn't from an injury. So I, I just
1: threw that thing. I tried to get down the rim. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
2: don't
1: know go, just got to but- get it up. Yeah, yeah. Got to get
2: it
0: up. Win it doubt, Get it up. <laughs> It's exactly. well, a, a tough first assignment. Like she's like one of the fastest point guards in the country. So it's like, okay, we want you to simulate her and give us a look. It's like, okay, uh, speed.
1: Like I I don't know if I was that fast before the injury. Definitely right. not that fast now. So I was I got going downhill. I was going a little too too much downhill.
0: Um, as far as your rehab goes, like I I you know been at a few workouts, but you know you obviously got back together with Chev and. Um, from a strength and conditioning standpoint, got together with Brad, your former strength coach at Creighton. Like um, when you were trying to build back, were you, um, were you fine tuning your current skill set that you had like pre-injury or were you trying to add things in the meantime? So you, you know, when you did get the all clear, you were a little bit of a more evolved player. Like what was your game plan going into that rehab as far as, the basketball side of things goes.
1: Um I think we focus on stuff that I wasn't particularly good. Not good at, but like stuff that I didn't work on normally. Like I can shoot threes for days and that's like completely fine. Facts. But we did yeah. Jeff and I did a lot of <laughs> what <well, laughs> Jeff and I did a lot of like mid-range stuff, um ball handling, coming off ball screens, um stuff like that that I need to work on um for sure. And just being able to get to those spots and and just be a different, not a different player completely, but when people take one thing away that I'm good at, I have other options, um, or stuff like that. So I would say definitely working on those things that I, um, was not the best at.
0: How's your, like, has your confidence changed in those areas too? Cause I imagine like when you're first trying new moves, like, you know, trying to create new kill spots for yourself that you haven't really utilized yet throughout your career. Um, there's probably like a little bit of uncertainty. Like I don't really feel comfortable getting to this spot looking for my shot. Right. But
1: yeah, I've like, so,
0: seen as you've more, as the more you've worked on those things, you've seen your confidence grow in your ability to get to those spots and use those moves.
1: For sure. Yeah. And I think like it helps, like, obviously when I'm playing park lane and I'm having to do more of that ball handling, like I gotta like train my mind to be like, all right, this is the time where you need to do those types of moves and stuff. So like you're doing it in like a live game situation. Versus like just doing them in a workout, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. um, you have to like kind of actually like translate it over, you know. Um, which it, that's never been super difficult for me, but I also think it's different coming off an injury, you know. So um, just gotta keep working on that for sure in live play. But but um, so, yeah, it's definitely definitely got to do it a couple times <laughs> live play before before like in practice before that comes out in some games.
0: Yeah. When you're uh, – I mean, you, you, first of all, congratulations is in order because if, if, for people who don't know, you did uh, sign a training camp contract with the Atlanta Dream, the team that you played for in the bubble – the wobble, excuse me. Um, so you, I imagine there's like some relief there for you because at least it gives you something to – in the spring where you can kind of see – all right, I have a plan here, and then whatever happens after that, at least I can map out something up to that point, right, as opposed to just trying to find something in the winter and then not really having an idea of what happens when the overseas season ends?
1: Exactly, yeah. So um, I got the qualifying offer, um, like, as soon as they are able to, like, send them out. And so I'm super excited for that, you know, because like you said, there is a little bit of relief, especially with the short time period I have between now and then um, having to go overseas and like not, we not particularly worried about putting up numbers or just getting my feedback under me and, mm-hmm. um, and that type of stuff. So um, I would say it takes the pressure off in that sense. Um, it's obviously still going to be like pressure filled, I guess, when I, when I get there and like do stuff, but, um, but yeah, and overseas I can just like, play and like just just kind of get like I said get my feet back under me versus having to worry about all these other factors
0: do you have a do you have a plan for overseas yet do you know what you any any like uh destinations in order or or prospects
1: there's a three ish three-ish options right now um and so my agent is supposed to actually talk to me sometime this week to get it figured out but I'm I think we're thinking about like the end of the month signing in and having to be over there and like within a week. So So, yeah.
2: Back to a quick turnaround. Yeah. A week.
1: Very quick turnaround. All right.
2: That's yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um Yeah. And like Petra, the trainer for Creighton, like she's been helping me a lot too. Um, and she's like, she's like, she's like, you'll be fine. Like I just want you to like get some playing in, like, definitely keep hitting the weights hard. Um and like that stuff will like come quicker than you think like basketball wise so like for you for that time period that timetable like I think that's like totally fine I like I told this was like earlier or when I first started like playing live the last like two and a half three weeks or whatever so I was like I was like it's great sounds good so then like now it's happening and I'm like oh shoot <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, here. Yeah. So, like, it's here yeah you know what I mean I'm like yeah. ah so, and I knew I'm gonna be like that but still like having it like be real you know
2: and so So what is that timetable for when you go out there it's a uh, couple months
1: so it'll be a couple months yeah so depending on where I go um will depend on how long I'm out there but at least probably at least probably two months um two to two and a half months and then um come back and hopefully either go straight to Atlanta and get like a couple days off go home and then go to Atlanta from there um for training camp so
0: so would you? So it's think, like, uh, are you thinking about Russia again? Is that, or is there something? No, like-
1: Russia. I'm not doing Russia. You know, bad, bad vibe, <laughs> bad vibe. Um, but um, but they're also they the way they um, like do their seasons like they have like a um, what's it called? Deadline for like signing people, mm. and so it just would be too late anyway. Um, but I also want to try like different places. Like if I like love a place and like want to play there for a couple of years, like that's great. But yeah. I kind of want to bounce around um and like really experience all that. So
0: yeah, that'd be really cool. That's a, that's the cool part about playing overseas. Like I know there's some there's some horror stories to it, but I just like the experience just seems like it just changes you for the better. Like it's just like yeah. having to learn how to live in a different world, you know what I mean? It's like it's kind of cool. It's
1: insane. And like like and now like people I've talked to and like, they're like, Oh, like I kind of want to like move to like New York or like California by myself. I'm like, do it. (laughs) Like, like do it. Like it'll like be like change your perspective on stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it was like very similar. Like I'm halfway across the world living by myself. Like, like what, like, what am I doing actually? You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. So I'm like, honestly, just do it like, and it'll figure itself out, you know?
0: Yeah. Your situation's like altered to a crazy degree too because you went your first like um adult experience i guess if you will was like a little hotel room for three months basically it's like
1: there's not
0: there doesn't get more extreme like isolated circumstances than that like you can handle anything at that point
1: that's what i'm saying i'm like that that being in the bubble like having no outside interaction Um, Being home for five days. Oh, and then on top of all this COVID, being home for five days, going straight to Russia, and then not being able to talk to anyone outside of my teammates, who I still couldn't even talk to some of them because I didn't speak English. Um, And then living in a like, and not going to the grocery store and like having to figure out like what everything is. And that's none of it's in English, um, except for some of the brands, which was very helpful. Um, And yeah, it's just like crazy. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah so is that is that gonna is that gonna lean into where you're thinking of going next because that's kind of what led to like that when i couldn't imagine going in on top of covid and everything that was going on at the time like you went to go overseas i was like i, I couldn't imagine right now because it's just different because that's that is the thing like i think everyone who goes to play overseas loves is like you get to see different like the way different con- countries live and all that but you kind of didn't get that as much because of covid uh so yeah are you leaning more towards somewhere that you might be more familiar with rather than like russia or eastern europe i guess right now
1: yeah i would say so a little bit um i don't know i feel like just eastern europe is tough in general in Mm. that aspect so like honestly anywhere in western europe like like they can at least speak a little english like the most part in those places or like their languages like i mean italy spain like I know Spanish enough and, like, they're not that different from each other. They're very similar. Right. You can probably get by, like, reading a menu, you know, versus me having to say, yes, menú," which means you have an English menu because that was awful. Literally, like, I had this stuff, like, ingrained in my brain because, like, I just, it was just so hard. I had to learn, like, Russian and, Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, we don't want to, we don't want to bring it up anymore.
0: PTSD. Sorry. We
2: had to, sorry. We had to go there. <laughs> sorry. Didn't mean to go there.
0: That was a crazy, that was a crazy flex right there though. <laughs> it's not that whole line. Um, thank no, you, thank I, you. I have,
1: um, or just the team, but
0: you know, I did want to ask you about the dream a little bit though. Um, first of all, uh, Jordan would probably laugh at this like there's not much tampering going on in the W. <laughs> like the NBA free agency period like within 24 hours all the rosters were remade like the WNBA is like right. snails crawls right now. So technically Literally. you're like you're part of the starting five right now for Atlanta because they basically have.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Seriously i
1: like, like let's go.
0: <laughs> it's kind of funny to look at but the other part of it is too. I hadn't thought about this until it hit me this morning. Um, today's Martin Luther King Day, and you, uh, you and your Atlanta Dream teammates obviously had a huge um, outreach from a political standpoint uh, while you guys were in the bubble. Got the, you know, with Raphael Warnock getting elected. Um, in the runoff in the January elections in Georgia I think he was the first black senator in that state's history if I'm not mistaken um, and then you won the humanitarian award at the uh, I don't know if it was the ESPYs was it the ESPYs or was it something different no
1: so it was like a version of the SP. so the ESPYs was the night before but it's like the ESPN sports humanitarian awards, okay. humanitarian awards I think but it's like the ESPYs it's like they're all together but just like separate nights kind of
0: yeah so what was that experience like because that was kind of cool to like it was just something again where it was like oh yeah i mean this team really did something a little bit different than just you know say Mm -hmm. hey vote for this person basically you know it was it was a little bit more than that
1: yeah it was super cool like even we said like it wasn't just our team like the entire w was like behind us you know like it was like sue birds ideas for the shirts um it was obviously like our our ownership but like everyone else was behind us too um and then just just to be recognized for that you know like espn like in front of all these like people are doing other amazing things there's like a super super like uplifting like Mm -hmm. like um program i guess like there's all these different stories of like how these people are helping everyone else and it's like and we were the ones that were like chosen to win out of all these people you know so um i think that was like super special and just like super cool to share it like got to see not all my teammates, but some of the girls I was closest with, um, there. And like, we haven't seen each other for a really long time. Um, so that was super fun. And cause of COVID and stuff and the coaches and, um, and like our trainer and media people. So it was really fun to see all them. Um, and yeah, so it was just a super cool experience to see just like how the sports world can be super impactful, um, in everyday life and in the world.
0: Yeah, because I don't think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know if you would consider yourself a, uh, I don't don't know how I want to phrase this, but like super politically aware at Creighton, like were you, was that something you, you were a part, like, is that like, who? you know, I I felt like it came out more in the Wubble as opposed to um, the days in your college days.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I would say it came out more so in the Wubble. Um, I mean, not saying like peer pressure or anything, but it's almost like peer influence was like mm. way easier, you know, to, like be able to like voice your voice, what you thought thought and stuff. Um, cause everyone else was doing it too. So, um, and it was for a good cause obviously. So, um, yeah, just for everyone's like rally behind each other too. I think just made that, made that step easier.
0: It's like you said; it was like an uplifting experience. So you probably had more confidence to be outspoken, knowing that you were with it with your peers who were also trying to highlight issues, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. One hundred
1: percent.
0: And I don't think that
2: I don't know if there was where like at Creighton too that like we can we can give our you know like political opinion as basketball players. I don't know if that's ever that relevant, but. I like I mean that's why sure, yeah. I, you were thrown into it right when yeah. in in the, in the wobble so yeah I don't I don't know I'm trying to think of like when when you were thinking she was supposed to express
0: her you know like political beliefs in her playing career there Matt but I, I don't <laughs> know. well that's I I I don't know but I, I you know it's 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 interesting because when when Colin Kaepernick kind of intersected sports and um, activism again it's not like it's not, sports and activism as it hasn't ever been, you know, a, a topical yeah. issue. But if I felt like he reignited it a little bit, you know what I mean? And some people who hadn't really thought of it from a worldwide viewpoint were starting to see things in a different perspective. Um, and that was right around the time, like I said, you and Jalen were both like freshmen at Creighton. So that I just, you know, I was kind of curious, like, did did you go in like that? Or did you, Is does it develop with, you know, at Creighton or um, were there times where you felt like there were issues that could have been addressed that weren't. And then like, how did the wobble and being with Atlanta and um, just that whole summer, honestly changed people's uh, willingness to speak up because, you know, they feel like it's just time
1: now, you know? Yeah. I would say there also comes like a maturity kind of aspect in that. like, being a 17 year old like coming into college like I'm gonna just be honest that's not the first thing I'm thinking about like I'm you know what I mean like I just want to like play like have fun you know it's college blah, blah blah um so I think there's like a maturity level at that at some point to where you like are like there's like real problems in the world that like I'm not just a kid that like is blinded by like this like regular stuff you know so um, I would say that's part of it. Um, not using that as an excuse, but that's part of it, I think. Um, and then, yeah, I think just like getting older and realizing those things. And like you said, just being like thrown into the bubble in it. And then you're like, it's like in your face, like every, every day. And you're like, these are like real problems. Like we're staying up for people who don't have a voice and being able to put this on a platform that more people will understand and be able to see. Um, so I think that just made it easier and knowing that like some, like people are going to get stuff out of it, like, because of the platform that you have, I think also makes you like, want to speak out more, you know? So, um, I would say that, I think that's probably.
2: Do you feel like, I, I think you highlighted that pretty well. Cause do you think that, that I, I guess that responsibility just comes from being a professional athlete, you know, because like, that's the difference, right? Like, Cause at Creighton, you know, you're in college, you're just, you kind of have your priority isn't really that until you become a professional do you think it was becoming a professional that was like okay i have a responsibility to speak out on these issues now because i'm i play on this stage and i am a professional athlete
1: yeah i would say so that definitely has like that platform that you have knowing that you'll have more reach you know Mm -hmm. Um, from that from that aspect i would say definitely helped um Yeah,
0: I would say that's probably one of the reasons, too, I think. Yeah, because it probably is is kind of tough to be like, you know, try to be a bigger fish in a small pond. Like, how much of a ripple effect are you really going to create if you speak up in a smaller, tight-knit community as opposed to when ESPN's broadcasting all of your games? All right, how do we we use... We've got a two-hour window to hoop right here, but how do we use that to also speak out on certain things? So that way it's kind of like in people's faces, even though they're just trying to watch us play basketball.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I think that's what, honestly, that's what I think the W has done a really good job of is like, you know, ESPN gave them a platform. Right. But there, there probably could be some apprehension on the league's part, especially from leadership down, maybe not so much of players, but leadership down could have been like, Hey, look, let's try not to rock the boat here. And, you know, and ruin our opportunity to get on a national stage, like players and like the coaches and like they were all like kind of screw that from the jump. They were just like, no, we're going to use, we're going to run with this thing. Like they gave us this platform. It's the biggest in sports and we're going to use it to highlight as many humanitarian issues as we possibly can um, in order to cultivate a positive change as quickly as possible, where it's not happening in slow motion or, later on down the road when it doesn't affect our children even, you know? So I think that's one thing that like the W deserves credit for is just being courageous enough to like take that platform that they were given and absolutely just run with it. Like start sprinting to make accelerated change, whether it's from, you know, social issues or whether it's just from like um, female sports, like trying to Mm -hmm. get more access to more people, so they can kind of catch up in terms of creating opportunities for females and young girls that weren't ha- – didn't have those opportunities front and center, Jalen, like when you were a kid, you know what I mean?
1: For sure, yeah. And, like, the one thing that the W, like, prides like ourselves on is, like, we we are a player-led league. Like, they're not going to, like, say no to what we want to do. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, being dead serious, like – when we all went through that, they were like, well, whatever, like, whatever you guys want, like, you guys have to come up with a decision, so we're talking every, like, team, like, our leaders are, like, talking to each other, we had a, like, if you guys had watched 144, we had, like, an entire league-wide, um, like, meeting, like, talking about stuff, and, like, what we made, what decisions we made in that was, like, what's gonna happen, like, obviously, the league has, like, some sort of say, but, like, for the most part, like, we are is very, very, very player led, which is super unique um, and just super grateful that they, you know, allow us to to kind of take charge in that aspect.
0: Yeah. Well, we yeah, appreciate I, you more more ways than, you know, not just for your basketball, because that stuff was powerful. So absolutely. I
2: Especially just to highlight like your team one last time, too. I think it just shows how powerful it is, like when you actually have people that come together and like actually get things done like the, i think the w's been great because women get shit done and that's highlighted it because <laughs> the conversation the conversation seriously the conversation is like that conversation there was action behind it right like there was you guys came together and then got something done and it shows that show just shows how powerful coming together and like uniting for change can be and I think the W is, like, how Yeah,
1: like, that was what It's like, like, we have some, like, smart-ass Women <laughs> in that in the locker Rooms, like, so freaking smart And, like, very, like, strategic About, like, how we do certain things And um, so that was, like, A really big thing, like, all right um, Like, we'll just have apprehensions On our, like, TV coverage If we do this, we'll will like we have to come up with something like you said an action not just words um and like those types of things that like not everyone would think of and like not not to knock the nba like they're they're their own entity but like when some some teams are like kind of sitting out and like they don't really know what was going on and it's like we need to come together as a collective unit and have each other's back Mm -hmm. versus like teams going against each other and just not having like a not being like united and unanimous and that
0: yeah, because, exactly. I mean, honestly, I'll never forget that day where I think you were about to play Washington that day, and it was the day that Jacob Blake got shot and the Milwaukee Bucks were, I think they were playing Orlando in their um, opening round playoff game. I think it was maybe game two or something. and They said they weren't playing, but that was more like Milwaukee just kind of made that decision on Milwaukee's own, right? It wasn't like a league decision, but through that, the, like, again, when I'm talking about. The WNBA players running with something. They're like, look, let's do this as a league. Like, let's, we're all right here. We can all talk about this right here and now. Like, let's not just leave Milwaukee out in the wind and let them, let that be a Milwaukee issue. Let's let that be a national issue. And like, you immediately took what was supposed to be a doubleheader night of basketball. And I'm, I'm getting chills just remembering it because you, there was that meeting right there on the court, right? And then uh, I think Elizabeth Williams was who spoke – your teammate who was was who spoke on camera on ESPN and just basically declared that, like, we're not playing until until something happens here. Like, so that was kind of – that was really powerful. I remember that. And I don't, I don't think I'll ever forget it, honestly. Yeah,
1: like, being there, like, was even, like – like, there's, like, Cause we didn't, we didn't see them like mystics, mystics like there. And like, we were already warming up and they hadn't even gotten there yet. And so then we were like talking about it and then we we're like, well, the next team, like we're either need to like figure out the play or if we're going to play or not, like we need to warm up, like no one's trying to get hurt out here. Mm-hmm. And then the other two teams that were going to play after us are like coming in. So we ended up talking with them and it was like this like whole huge thing. And then all of a sudden the teams, there's supposed to be another game that night. And those two teams were like, do we come and talk? Um, and Like, do we end up coming? So then I think they ended up coming just so that we could all talk. Um, and then that evening we had the, like, whole league-wide, um, league-wide meeting. And so, yeah, just, like, being a part of that and just, like, being in those rooms where people are talking and, like, hearing all the different perspectives. And, like I said, like, the, like everything behind it, it was just super cool, super cool to be part of.
0: Yeah, people haven't checked out that 144 um, special, that ESPN 30 for 30 on basically it was life in the bubble, but it was it was how those, um, you know, just how like the league just ignited this, you know, political activism within itself. You know what I mean? And basically changed the country over it. Like, honestly, might probably even change the world. So, yeah, check that out if you haven't, because you're going to get a good perspective on how all that came about it was really good documentary um jay you want to give us some big east basketball takes you want to jump in our big east weekend review here and drop some knowledge on people do it um try my best (laughs) (laughs) uh i think we usually start with the men's side so um obviously you know they got a few games off which is good i guess first and foremost that's important right um Cause we had yeah, just playing is just playing, getting a game, getting two games in a week is like a win.
1: Now. Literally.
0: What was the, uh, we, we had like a hiatus. This show did like over Christmas. Cause there was like three games from basically a week before Christmas yeah. to new year's with all the cancellations. It was insane. So yeah. Uh, UConn uh, won an overtime at St. John's over St. John's at home. Uh, Nova hung on against Xavier on the road. Uh, DePaul shocked Seton hall. Then Seton Hall turned around and lost to Marquette, who's rolling. Uh, Butler beat Georgetown, who kind of everybody's beating Georgetown right now. Um, Nova smacked the dog crap out of Butler. And the Jays fell at Xavier. So I guess when you just – let's try to do it this way. Like, just take out one game from that. Like, what stood out to you in terms of your um, most eye-opening performance of the week that you feel like is worthy of notoriety today?
1: Oof, that's tough. Um, That is hard. I don't know if I can choose one. Um, there's, there's no wrong answer.
2: Don't yeah, there's no
0: wrong yeah, I'll tell you what, if you want to play off this, just to kind of clown me a little bit, one idiot on this show said Nova was, like, going to lose, like, five league games and it's going to be a battle for the league title. And I don't even know if Nova's going to lose again, honestly. Like, the way they look right now. So the <laughs> oh, yeah. take of mine is not aging well. So if you want to just, like, use that as a launching pad to clown me over how good Nova looks right now, that you can do that. And and if you need me to add to that, if you want to <laughs> add to that, too, another idiot from
2: this show said that Seton Hall was one of the most complete teams in the Big East last week. He did. And then they went ahead and just dropped two straight. And they were missing miles Kale for – I think at least one of those games, but bad takes, bad sure. takes. So yeah. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Take season here at okay. Scary in the Scrub. So don't, don't feel pressure. Don't <laughs> feel pressure.
1: That is okay. But I mean, I just enjoy watching Villanova in general. <laughs> um, I like people I talk about or talk to. I'm like, watch Villanova. if You want like fundamental, like very clean, good basketball um so i watch they're probably like the second like team that i watch the most out of the East, obviously besides Creighton. um that's because yeah. that's
2: because you're a jay wright fan don't don't lie to the viewers. I, do love that. <laughs>
1: that's right. I will say that you are correct he you know just like like george clooney but just he's like just like a couple notches higher i think because of basketball background you know George
2: clooney.
1: yeah yeah like the suits and stuff, like salt, pepper, you know, you know. So, um, he, yeah, he's a great coach, obviously, but they're, um, they're just like fun to watch. And I'm like, I'm not like showy in my game, and like, so I'd like to think, you know, if I was, if I was on the men's side of things, I fit in well. That's home. not a bad. That's
2: a good take. That's um, I, 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 I could see that. I could see that.
1: I feel like, I feel like, yeah. So. Um, I have a little soft spot for them I think just from that aspect um, but yeah they are playing very well right now um when creighton um, lost to them I was kind of surprised how poor how poor the loss was because I was like like you know we're playing pretty good and like you know but then all of a sudden I look up I had like I was like on the phone or something and I looked up and it just like was at 30 yeah but, and I was like, when did this happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was way too quick. Um, but yeah, I think I mean, I don't I don't like you said, I don't know if is gonna lose the league here anytime soon unless something something major happens, but they're looking very strong. Yeah. They're so looking gonna, like I'm the not well gonna well pick it should to happen, happen
0: again. Like I'm gonna be careful because it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they just, they just <laughs> I think they took it personally, like Creighton housed them. And they're like, okay, we're not just gonna yeah. win these games, we're gonna make statements. And it's like they've they've just made a Literally. statement on everybody they've played from then on. It's like, God dang, they're just yeah. I I kind of yeah. laugh though, Jordan. Practice at Cause you said Jordan said this, uh that that there's like a thing with the league, sure. like when Creighton beats people, it like it they take it as like a personal insult to like the program's history. So like you look at it, like I feel
1: it is is, yes
0: see that's why i knew you could back this up i
2: knew you could back this up i don't know what it is but like whenever we would play teams it's like they have this i whatever the idea of creighton is on the men's side it's probably similar on the women's but it's like they still think it's just like this little missouri valley team of white boy like just shooters or something i don't know what it is but they're like oh man we lost and i'm like are we not credible now like (laughs) you not see all the ncaa tournament appearances like what do you mean little Creighton? Like, we, I don't think it's little anymore.
1: We get everyone's best game. Like, everybody's mm. best game. And it's like, why? Why us? Why and us? Like, yeah. the, like, the person the person we're, like, supposed to be, like, not helping off of, like, completely, but, like, not playing as tight will be the person to go off against us every single time. Mm-hmm. It is just ridiculous. <laughs> um and so like no we, we get everyone's best game too and it's just like makes us better obviously but sometimes it's like why <laughs> you know what I mean? not even,
0: yeah it's like a, it's like a, it's like a hatred thing too it's like we're not letting creighton beat us like that's we're not letting it happen so we're gonna yeah. show up and play it's like why you got to talk why you got to bring that kind of energy to us we're just we're just creighton like <laughs> just trying to have fun out here too <laughs> it's funny though yeah like But like, yeah, Marquette, Marquette, and Villanova took the Creighton losses personally because they are wrecking shop right now. Marquette, yeah. Yeah. Well, they did a problem. I mean, I just hope we like Cinemax or something. That was bad.
2: I I I just hope that this it's not the same as when I was there when we beat Nova into a national championship.
0: Mm. Like, I hope
2: this Creighton I hope this Creighton team didn't beat them into like I hope they don't go on to win the Natty now. Just because Creighton beat them early in the season. Like, oh. I need
1: to make note of this. What day is it? January 17th. <laughs> January 17th. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need
0: to make note of this because yeah. you said it. It's- <laughs> no, Yeah, we got it in recording now. I mean, that was one of the most – it wasn't just like they won the Natty. It was one of the most dominant runs through the tournament, like in NCAA tournament history. I, and it all started with they beating them. They, like, <laughs> I, I,
2: I like to think this is just me being ridiculous but i like to think like what happened was every night jalen brunson was like yo we really lost a Creighton. we got to go win the yeah. national championship i don't know i don't know if
0: that's right but in my head i like to believe it because it sounds good yeah he's like he's For like sure. walking out there against like Devonte Graham <laughs> in kansas he's like seeing nothing but yeah. Creighton jerseys like- he's like yeah <laughs> right
1: he
0: chose violence he's like it's like blacked out in his eyes they're like yo is this dude good <laughs> Bill so- Bill Sosa so over there with his southern draw and all he sees is Greg McCermitt <laughs> and like Preston right? Murphy's like no fuck this. We're we're killing this team.
1: <laughs> Literally.
0: <laughs> Must win. <laughs> Must win. Um yeah, they look they look like world beaters. It's it's crazy. So yeah, I'm not talking any more trash on Villanova. Yeah. I'm sorry I did it in the first place. I should apologize to Butler because what happened to them this weekend is like I don't I, would, yeah. I I'd go I'd go on like seven COVID pauses in a row after that. Cause like yeah. right <laughs> <It's>, yeah, but, <laughs> that was bad <laughs> butler's
2: tough butler's tough it's hard to, it's hard to win games when you don't have like a best player butler doesn't have like a best player so. true got- a defined best mm-hmm. player really they have guys who are the best at certain things but i don't think they have a best player it was a that's sh- a hard place
0: it's a hard place to be for any big east team yeah and it was a shrewd move on nova's part too because normally at the wells fargo center is when teams clip them you know like they don't they're not as good at Wells Fargo as they are at the Finn, mm. but they brought the Finn court to Wells Fargo. So I think it just like I don't uh, know. It, it 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 was like they brought some of that magic with them this time, which was pretty smart, I thought, on their part. And so it wasn't the 76ers court, it was the Finn court. So that's smart, yeah, it is smart. Yeah. So it looked like the Finn, even though they were at Wells Fargo, but they, they sheesh, poor Butler. <laughs> yeah uh, did you guys watch uh Creighton Xavier um uh, you know I felt I came away with that from that performance encouraged by Creighton because I felt like they lost the game more than Xavier took it from them um and I was just curious what you guys thought like how how did you leave that performance I mean I I agree i I thought it just to me it
2: just got to a point in the second half where they were, kind of like hanging around and one team was going to go on a run mm-hmm. and Creighton just didn't do enough, I guess, to like they didn't seem to have any juice flowing. There was less transition in the second half too. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think Xavier kind of like got the crowd behind them, got their pace, had a little run where Creighton needed to kind of respond with their own. They just never did. And that kind of just ended up being
1: the game. Yeah. Yeah. I would say just very similar. They just kind of beat themselves, um, especially like the turnovers and stuff. Um, but yeah, just you know, like obviously you want to play good every game, but there's gonna be some games like that where it's just just tough to buy a bucket. Yeah. But, I mean, thankfully we were shooting decent for the on the women's side, but like St. John is making everything this weekend, yeah. uh-huh. and so like very similar. Like if we would have like lost that game, like it's like one of those things. Like just they're playing, they're making like ridiculous shots, and like just couldn't buy a bucket and.
2: So, yeah, it's just just very, very yeah. Yeah, so, That's Yeah. I think the difference is, though, where the women, I think, got to that point where the game was close. I watched that whole game. And then where it was close, just I think it was that, right, it was really, like, beginning of that fourth quarter where it was just close. They Both teams were hanging around. The women, like, went on a run and caught a yeah. rhythm and started hitting shots. And the backdoor cuts, where the men kind of didn't have that juice. And maybe that was just because the women were at home Emma yeah. on the road couldn't really have that juice, but I was kind of expecting both games. Like I, 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 ideally both games would have ended up like the women's game because they just like kind of hung around to a team that was hitting crazy. They were hitting tons of shots and then was able to pull it out. I mean, took a 30 ball from Emma at the end there, but that's what it was. They had, they were hit, they were hitting and the back cuts. I also love the four quarters. I know you, I'm new to like my women's mm-hmm. basketball commentary. Yeah. So you got to help me out. Jalen, you got to help me out here, but I love the four quarters because you it's easier to break down the game in that way. It must have been much easier to play it, like, from a mental standpoint.
1: I love the four quarters, too. Like, Yeah. And, like, and we don't have, like, one-on-ones and stuff. Like, that's mm-hmm. just – like, sometimes I forget when I'm watching the men's game. I'm like, oh, wait, they still have one-on-ones. <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. crazy to me. I don't know why, but it's, uh, it just is. Um, But, yes, I do like the quarters. I think it helps a lot. And, like, you have more times where you can, like, like, reset, like, especially stuff that's not going well. It's like, all right, like, we need to reset, like, win this quarter versus, like, these long, drawn-out halves, you know? So.
0: Yeah, yeah. my last thought on Creighton Xavier is, like, um, it, I just think it, it was one of those games where it just, like, it accentuates the idea that there's possessions, you know, possessions 20 through 30 mean as much as, possession 60 through 70 you know what i mean i think that's where creighton lost the game was i mean they had 13 first half turnovers and they were up by five at half at centos like i just don't know how that added up but it did and to me it's like all right if creighton takes that turnover number down to six or seven and continues to shoot the way they were shooting and just execute offense the way they were executing especially with their pace i thought their pace was awesome in the first half i just thought in the first it was a Drastic change, drastic change. I thought in the second half. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. So if Creighton had a bigger lead at that point, when they were playing well and just yeah. like playing through the turnovers, I think that game would have ended up differently. But the turnovers just allowed, like they just created too many empty possessions for Creighton at the end of the day. And like you said, Jordan, when Xavier made their run, it was already a game for them to within reach where the run they made got them over the top instead of got them even, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. kind of where I see it. That's what, And that's why I'm kind of encouraged because, you know, the Jays have played, f- what, four games since December 17th. Is that what it is, right? They've played Nova twice now and split it, which is not going to be easy for anyone in this league to do. And this young Creighton team's already done it. They won at Marquette, which looks like it's going to be impossible for anyone else to do the way they're playing. Um and then they played tight at Xavier. So I think like two and two in that stretch for this team, that's that's a pretty good um, confidence booster. I think there's going to be a lot they can take away from this positive and negative that they can learn from. And if they can just get some games going with like a flow where you're just not having yeah. cancellations and it's practice, practice, play, that kind of routine mm-hmm. they can settle into a little bit. I think they can put a run together maybe even so. We'll see, but I i, I think this four-game stretch is encouraging because it—it could have been a lot worse considering how staggered these games were for them.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that also just has an effect too. Like if you're just practicing, 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 practicing when you're like supposed to be playing games, like and then you get to play a game and you're like, "Well, we've been practicing like just for two straight weeks and not have not had any games," you know. So that um that part is also has a, like an effect on that stuff too. So mm-hmm. and I know. Hope that both, both, I actually am not going to even say anything. I'm just going to leave it wanna. like that. <laughs> <laughs> not even say anything. She doesn't <laughs> want
0: to put any of the apprehension out there.
1: Nope, nope. I'm just going to leave it smart. out. And then God can decide. <laughs> I don't want to give it life. You know.
0: Smart, smart. That's how Jordan rolls. It. That's how Jordan rolls too. Yep. He's, like, he's like, don't ah, jinx things. Don't, don't jinx, things. jinx things. <laughs> um. Yeah. And I mean, and their, their net is 55 right now. So like, they're not, you know, yeah. they're, they're a winning streak away from being a darling again, you know, and being an NCAA tournament team on the right side of it. So I think that goal is still within reach, which is impressive considering the schedule they've had to deal with so far. Uh, like I said, on the women's side, um, a lot more games were played. So they've had a little bit better luck in terms of COVID cancellations. Um. Providence had a three-game week. They beat Xavier and St. John's, and then got housed by Seton Hall. Um, Marquette and DePaul played probably the game of the week in the Big East, honestly, and Marquette won that one in overtime. Um, then DePaul turned around and beat Nova, despite Matty Seegers going for 31-14. and 14. And then Villanova turned around and beat Marquette on the road. Like, that's a big win for Nova. Um, and then, obviously, the Jays handled business like they've been doing. Um, I think they've won 10 of 12 now and swept Seton Hall and St. John's. And I don't know how often the Jays score in the eighties. Like it's just easy, but you talked about Villanova's offense earlier, Mm Jalen. It's, it's what Creighton's doing this year is some beautiful stuff. Like they are, I mean, first of all, they're first in the country in assist rate. So like everything they get is like, there's no dribbling involved. When you catch it, it's, it's, it's a bucket. So it's just fun to watch a move cut screen the jump stops the shooting the inside out game uh Tatum Rembaugh's playing insane uh amarron the biggest player of the week today after averaging what 28 and a half in those two games like buckets I mean bucket <laughs> I mean that's they, they have a special offense this year it might it's be so I, fun to watch it's, it's crazy. so fun to watch
1: for sure yeah no I mean it's been fun to like see everything like other practicing and be able to be on that side of it too and like i a couple of times had to guard like morgan or emma mm. and i'm like <laughs> i'm sitting there and like like i've been saying about how like my conditioning needs to be better like my cardio so i'm looking at them i'm like all right like what are you guys running i know you're i know you're gonna come off screen so i i know all these gonna be reset for you like just tell me right now so they can like figure it out like messing with them um but yeah they're they're doing very 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 well and I'm just super happy for them. Um, it's just, like you said, fun to watch. And um, and I know they're enjoying themselves and and trying to be positive about all the COVID stuff, too. Um, but, yeah, they're a squad.
0: Yeah. I just don't – like, it's funny, too, because they whipped Seton Hall, which, you know, they've done before. Seton Hall can get a little bit internal when things go sideways on them. But that St. John's game, that was kind of a game they'd lost – a few times this year, you know, they
1: mm.
0: lost a shootout at the buzzer against Drake, uh, lost a shootout at the buzzer against South Dakota at home, Um, you know, lost a tight one to Nebraska. So, like, they hadn't really – they hadn't done the whole, like, complete the comeback thing, yeah. you know. They'd done it, like, maybe in the third quarter where they rally and get over the hump, but they hadn't done it where it's like, okay, St. John's is kind of scoring at several different spots. is having a good game. Um, Kadasha Bailey's having a good game there's not really matchups that we can um, those are matchups that St. John's can continue to exploit and they did um, so they were putting pressure on Creighton to continue to execute offensively and Creighton did so I think that's like as much as Creighton's been, been playing well I think this game is going to serve to even enhance their confidence even more because it was a St. John's team who was throwing their best punches at the Jays and the Jays kind of stood in there and still made the plays down the stretch that allowed them to win.
1: Exactly. And like, i when I forget what year it was when, when I played, but there's one year where we just like had all these like comeback wins and like in the third and fourth quarter and like, we'd end up finding a way. And then like throughout the, like end of the season, like all of those games, like their games are becoming harder and like playing these teams twice and like, those wins help you in those in those other games, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think, like, the more times they can, like, come back, and I'm glad they, like, have done it, like, this time, the more times that that happens, they can do that. We'll just, like, help them, like, later on, you know, in conference tournament and hope hopefully NCAA tournament and, and stuff like that, so.
0: Yeah, so Jordan's been a big fan of the hybrids this year, so I know he's got some takes on Morgan and Emma just being, like, I don't even know, man. It's a it's a matchup. It's a very unique matchup for teams because they can play together. They can play separately. They can play inside and out. Both of them can. Emma can even go off the dribble. She's like a legit three-level scorer. And then Morgan is three levels with the, with the one being that half court is the one other level. Yeah. So, like, she's got unbelievable range. Like, I don't know, Jordan. Like, they're different. Those are different. They are, they're only sophomores, too. It's crazy. They haven't even played like are, forty games yet. They are too. And it's funny
2: because what Jalen kind of just explained is to our, what we've been saying, what we actually said about the men last year, collecting data, like Mm. putting together, like figuring out ways to win games now. So you have confidence in yourself to be able to do it down the line. And I think they're doing just that, like that fourth quarter that like the execution they had, they, in that fourth quarter was insane. Like they were going off those pin downs. They were coming off, like it was dribbling the lane assists. And even like, Tatum came in there pulling up like in the lane, like late in game. And I was like, wow, they were they, they're just execution. They were locked in. Emma was clearly locked in on a different level. Morgan was sniping. So uh, and even in the beginning, too, I think it was Lauren who was hitting yeah. big threes at the beginning of the game. And so I was like, yeah, they were they were locked in off rip. So, yeah, when they're when they're shooting like that, I don't know if there's many teams that like you're, you're going to have to play as well as St. John's
0: did to beat them. And that doesn't even work. I mean that's what I mean like e- when you look at Emma Morgan and Lauren you have three high volume 40% three point shooters yeah who can also score off the bounce in the post and in the mid range area yeah what the, what the what what do you do about that's this? dangerous that's dangerous yeah. that's that's nasty
1: <laughs> it is it's so and like they're so funny like even just like their personalities like like, I always say Morgan, like, without even trying, has, like, by far the most swag on the team. Oh, easily. Like, it's, yeah. Just like out there, just like, like let me just pull up real quick. Like, <laughs> so swaggy. And then, like, you like, see her personality, and like, she's like, not that. <laughs> just like when she gets on the court, it's like, it's like mm-hmm. something like turns, you know? And same thing with Emma. Emma's like so casual, and like, but it just like, it's still like a boss, and like, she gets on the court.
2: And yeah. So, like, I, she, I love I love I loved at the end of the game when she got she got her thirty, she was like, That, that counts. Make sure that yeah. counts. She hold, knew hold, she knew she had to in get her India, 30 hold, everyone in She Mm-hmm. <laughs> kn- Make sure that's in the book. Write that down.
1: Literally. So so for sure. Like it's it's so cool, just like like I said, to like see how they are on and off the court and then like how they can like transform to these like awesome players um, on the court and just like literally like murder
0: people <laughs> you know it's like not literally that's that's they didn't literally kill anybody but um <laughs> you know when we talk yeah. about jordan like we talked about it before like being like a basketball nerd right where it's just like yeah you're a different person when you're not in the gym and then when you're yeah. in the gym it's just like who is that because that's yeah. not even the same individual right so it's like it's almost like they're artists a little bit like morgan exactly. emma lauren tatum just entire yeah. wire, just entirely different, but you like, like turn the lights on, put five players across from them, give them a basketball. And it's like, Oh yeah, it's on.
2: You just, no, that's uh, their persona. Like that's who yeah. they are when they get in the booth, they get in the booth and then they just,
1: yeah, that's, that's who they are. I mean. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love the way, uh, I love the way Tatum's playing too. And it's twofold because it's not only fun to see the level she's playing at, but it's just because she's been through, So much injury wise, like, and then last year was just nothing but bad luck. One thing after the next, whether it was COVID injuries, um, like there's just no rhythm to it. And, you know, for her to have to experience that her senior year, I totally understand like her motivation and drive to like, no, we're running this back. I'm not going out like this. You know what I mean? Um, For sure. And she's playing at a crazy level right now. I mean, it's, You know, her assist numbers are unprecedented. I don't think anybody in the last three decades has dropped dimes in a Creighton uniform the way she has. Um, But you just go back and, like, watch them, too. She's not – these aren't cheapies. She's not, like – she's not dishing it out to, like, Lauren on the perimeter and then Lauren breaks somebody down off the dribble and then, like, the official scorer says dime. You know what I mean? It's like – she's hitting people and it's time to – the shot goes up. Like, on the wing, inside, off a cut. She's putting the ball right. I mean, the 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 pass she made at the end of the shot clock to Emma. If I, I
1: was like, "How did that get through?" <laughs> I was so concerned because I everyone's like, "Get it on the rim," you know. Like you hear like Linda like, "Get it on the rim," and all of a sudden it's like a laser, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm yeah. like, "How how did that get through?"
0: Seriously, yeah. she puts that ball anywhere was, else. It's not she doesn't get it off. You know what I mean? Oh
1: no, it's insane. No. Yeah, she's been playing. So well and like you said like it's so good to see see that after everything she's been through and like her when she got hurt like with her knee like she missed a lot of that season and so oh. um so for her to be able to like do this like her senior year and be a really good leader i know she's been like super good in the locker room person for um for the team as well so um it's super cool to see and like i'm just glad she's having the success now too
0: so. yeah and and like jordan said they've won in different ways right like they've beaten physicality, they've beaten length, they've beaten speed. um they've beaten good offenses. like it's it is like they're just they're just kind of turn they're just figuring out different ways to win games against different type of matchups and it is going to bode well because they're going to face that you know here the rest of the way when they have to play you know like they have a stretch well I mean they have a stretch here where um, they just played Seton Hall, St. John's. And this is part of five games in ten days. Thank you very much, Big East. Uh, yep. They played Seton Hall, St. John's, and then they're gonna go Butler, um, Georgetown, Nova, which are like yep. you know they're gonna slow the game down. They're gonna play more physical. You, you, I mean, if you get to sixty possessions, you're lucky. Essentially, so execution's gonna be at a you know at a premium. Um, and then to start February, they're gonna host UConn. And then they're going to go to Marquette, to DePaul, three games in six days against the probably the most physically talented teams, top three physically most talented teams in the league in six yeah. days. So, like, yeah, yeah they're, they're, there's, there's challenges ahead for them, but they've, again, when you watch the way they beat Arkansas, when you watch the way they played Drake, when you watch the way they played Nebraska, um, playing Iowa in, you know, down to the wire in a closed scrimmage, like the way Iowa plays. Um, beating Marquette like they did, beating Seton Hall like they did, St. John's. There's just a whole lot of different, like, ways to cut an onion there, you know what I mean? Like, and they've figured yeah. out how to do it, you know?
1: For sure, yeah. I think, like, I think they have, like, a lot of confidence right now, too, mm-hmm. and I just want them to keep, keep rolling with it and, like, say they been- – I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like speak anything again. Does it get like <laughs> so they, so they drop a game? Like in like the near future, like they just need to be like, you know, one game, like we next game, you got to like squash it. Like we can talk about it, watch the film. We got to be done with it. We can't let that like drag on because we have to be, we have to like win these games coming up mm-hmm. to, to boost our resume and be good in that, in that aspect.
0: You know, the good thing about them too is like they're, they, in 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 these types of seasons where there are where there's uncertainty, just getting games in matters. Like they're already seven and one in the league. They've already crossed eight games yeah. off, and they've won seven of them. The only loss is um, at UConn. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're sneaking into position where they're going to apply some pressure to UConn. And I don't know um, how that plays out, but I'm willing to bet it's going to be more interesting than people think, just because. The way they're playing, the level they're playing at right now um, isn't something that just like goes away. You know what I mean? Like you said, it might, they might lose a game or two along the way, but that that level isn't going to be, isn't just going to disappear because they've already, they already know how to access it. You know what I mean? Like Jordan said, compiling data, like you know how to play at that level, how to reach it, how to, you know, get it in practice. You know what that feels like going into a game now. So with them being seven and one, Um this this stretch is gonna be interesting to see if they can what what their record is coming out of this five games in ten days, uh, where it's gonna test their depth, it's gonna test their stamina, it's gonna test their sharpness. Um it'll be interesting to see how they come out of that because I can't I can't imagine like a season derailing if you get to like nine and two or ten and one. Like I think you're I think you have enough momentum behind you at that point to roll on through the final two months of the season. Um it just it sometimes it just carries you like that, you know,
1: for sure. For sure.
2: I think they have enough. Of it. I think to both like just connecting them with both you guys just said, it's just like they have an identity, like they know who they are. And so just I think within the next five games, it's like if you are confident in that going forward, should, they shouldn't have as many problems like they, they, they'll be fine as long as they stick to what they're doing, you know.
0: Sure. yeah because it's like i mean jordan it's like the year you guys won the league you know you you won at nova then you lost to providence right like or yeah. you know one of, like you didn't just kill road trips right it wasn't until like february came around that it was like all right we beat Seton hall on the road we beat marquette on the road so, okay now we're clicking but even still you went and lost to st john's on the road at the end of the year came back beat georgetown at home beat Seton hall at home still won the league so you I mean like setbacks don't have to derail you if you've got a good rhythm going and that's mm-hmm. what I think this team has right now is just a really good rhythm they've got multiple scoring options that just they understand how to get them rolling like look at Emma Emma Ronsick like 28 and a half points a game this weekend to win biggies player of the week her prior four games you know her her high was 10 at UConn before and then the before that it was three single digit scoring performances so you know what I mean yeah. but you know Emma can score right so all you gotta do is like just get her back into yeah. her spots, like keep getting her, giving her confidence, and it'll come back. You know what I mean? It's a law of averages. She's a 20 point a game scorer. Exactly. So if she's single digits here, okay, well, there's gonna be an outburst somewhere, and Seton Hall and St. John's were on the wrong end of that. So For like sure. that's just kind of how it goes. Like Morgan Malley, Morgan Molly, same way. First half or first half against St. John's, couldn't really get um into a rhythm. Uh, St John's did a good job of crowding her shot and then the second half she gets one to go and it's like okay snowball time yeah floodgates have been open floodgates <laughs> have been open because well, <laughs> you're gonna get tired and I'm gonna get loose so like yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so that's what I mean this offense is different because I think it it can go through stretches where um it's not looking good they're not executing they're not scoring efficiently they're turning the ball over maybe some and then all of a sudden it's like nope here comes a spark and a couple shots go down and then everybody starts feeling off of that. Like, that's what I see with this team. So, yeah, yeah like one or two setbacks isn't going to hold them back. I think they're in a pretty good rhythm right now. So, got a, squad. To watch. got a squad. That's all for I, I ain't got anything else. That's my, those are my big takes. Anybody, we really leave anything untouched? No, I just, I'm mad at Seton Hall.
2: Seton <laughs> Hall needs to, Seton Hall needs to get their shit together if they want another compliment from me for the rest of the year. They got to really show me something because oh, they're not okay. getting anything.
0: They already beat me. UConn. That's not um, good. that that wasn't that didn't last very long. Yeah. You, you no,
2: that that only lasted you about two more two games, and <laughs> they lost those two games. So okay. I'm gonna need Fair. them to do some more for me. Um, I'm I'm also on this. I'm, I'm gonna stop poking the Nova Bear for a few weeks yes. as well. Um, yeah, and then we'll go from there. I'm second half. I'm still gonna wait to uh, half second half of Creighton games uh, to tweet about them because <laughs> first half gave me too much anxiety. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my update. That's all I got. <laughs>
1: that's fair, very fair. When well, here in a little bit, I'm gonna have to be like recording these or watching them back because the time difference is gonna be gonna be messed up. So yeah, um, I'm mm. going to. I also like. I'd much rather watch them in person because for some reason it makes me more stressed out, like watching on TV or I can like be in my like home and like yelling at the TV and just like making my anxiety even worse versus like, I know I'm like in front of people. So I have to be like more <laughs> chill like, not like, and not as stressed. Like St. John's, John Doe sitting there and I was just like pretty chill. And I was like, this, this is stressing me out, but I'm just sitting here, sitting here, like it's going to be okay. Whereas if I would have been watching that like here, I would have been like, like <laughs> unleashing you know yeah like how is she doing that like and yeah. stuff like that so um so my anxiety will be up for the next couple of months not Jaylen, being able to watch
0: Jalen, you need to hit up Jahan's managot and get his like expertise on a setup because he's got a very unique um game day setup for his overseas watching of okay. his days so yeah he'll he'll, All right. he'll help you figure it out so you can
1: okay. Yeah, I- While to get
0: a full game day experience away from my wall.
1: I'm gonna, yeah. I don't know. That's that might even like make the anxiety even higher. <laughs> I don't know if I want I need to be like, all right, I'm sitting in bed, like, let's turn the game on. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. He'll <laughs> so- figure out
0: a routine. Like, you know, Rocky Five when he's watching like the dude fight and he's just like beating the crap out of the punching bag at the same time. Like he's kind of like living vicariously through his, his boy. Like Jalen will be in the gym just like. You know, watch watching like yeah. Just, bust, just like I'm gonna cross over, bust a three real quick, just to get it out of my system, and then like watch five more minutes, and then like get on the record. Right. Like, like, Yeah, that's that's how. I'm I don't be. know. If she'll be going if it's like at three in the morning, but yeah, <laughs> Very maybe, true. maybe maybe
2: maybe if it's like an early morning thing, she just yeah. happens to be in the gym, throw it on. But I don't know if it's she's gonna wake up out of her sleep just to go be like, yeah, let's let's hoop because <laughs> on TV. No, there a couple games in Russia
1: where, um, it was. So I watched, like, definitely the women's game, but one's men game. one of the men's game, it was KU Creighton that I had to stay up, mm-hmm. so it started at, like, 1.30, and that game was, like, super stressful, and I'm like, I really should sleep, but, like, at the same time, I don't know, like, I want to watch. So then I was watching the first half and was like, I can't do this. Like, I was like, I have to just, like, shut my computer. I'm like, I need to go to bed, because if I stay <laughs> up, then I'm going to just, like, be up for, like, the rest of the, like, morning and, like, not sleep. I'm like, I, I can't. So then so then I go to bed, wake up, and I'm like, okay, I'm like maybe I should have stayed. I
2: don't know. <laughs> I <should've laughs> so it's your, you were the good luck lo- because they were up in the first half if I remember so right. Fine, so yeah. you're the it was your fault. Is what you're telling it's everybody. It was, it's oh, all in okay.
1: Russia, if they just fences
0: no. Ah, oh, it's all right. We'll bring the rest of Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you do you avoid spoilers or do you just like hop on Twitter and find out what happened? Gosh, crap. And then catch
1: so up. I for that game I just like it was all over Twitter, so like I couldn't Yeah. Um but it's hard. It's so, like I just want to know so bad. And then I'm like, okay, then I'll see like what went well or like what went wrong versus like watching it in like watching it all over. I
0: don't know. So. Yeah. Well we'll just leave uh Creighton fans and listeners with this little bit of information. Jordan's Patriots got housed and Jalen's Chiefs won. So I don't know what the relevance of that is, but I just wanted to see Jordan's yeah. on camera when I said it. So just to remind you. Yeah, no, I, when we, when we try to kick this off, I was, I was
2: really appreciative to have Jalen here because I needed, you know, someone who had good fan experience this weekend, like to, you know, get us through this podcast because I'm still stuck rooting for uh tom brady patriots team and it it hurts it hurts sometimes yeah this weekend this weekend was one of those times
1: great weekend overall for my squads <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah here it is here it is this, this is what i was waiting for this is I'm, what i was waiting I'm, for just Sitting, just
1: sitting pretty. um just you know enjoying the week not not super stressed out you know uh. Just solid over here. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well,
2: People yeah. aren't texting you. Like, are you doing okay? No one, no one's hitting you up randomly at like <laughs> one in the morning being like, hey, did you cry yourself to sleep tonight? Because those are the texts I'm getting. That's what my phone looks like.
1: So I'm about to put Peter on blast right here. So our, the trainer for the women's team, she's a Cowboys fan. And so oh. yesterday, yesterday I text her all I do. Yeah. It wasn't even over yet. So like, I kind of was like kind of early in this, but I just three dots. Three dots all I said. And she goes, she goes, don't be coming in here talking shit, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> in this message. And I was like, I was like, I didn't say anything. Three that's dots, three anything. dots. I'm like, you better watch out because your chiefs blah blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, we'll see. It'll be fine. Game is fine. And she's like, she's like, all I know is, like, Creighton girls, like, we won today. So as long as that's fine, like, that's fine. <laughs> I love,
2: I love it because that's so – cowboy. Cowboys fans' favorite thing to do is when you talk shit about the Cowboys is to throw, like, your favorite team is going to lose, like, right back at you. Yeah. And then they don't, and then they're even more – You're like, now what? She's like, I like, like. happy. Like, I would have been really mad if, if Creighton – It's like we would have lost and Cowboys have lost, but I'm okay. I'm okay
1: mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yep. yeah. yeah. And I had a – Creighton men lost to Xavier, and then the Patriots lost, and now I just – I just have pain. That's all I have. Yeah,
0: all you yeah. have is pain. You poor Boston <laughs> sports fan. You never won anything in your life. Um. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like that. You know, I I started a fire there, but like at the end of the day, there's peace because Jordan, you hate the Buffalo Bills with a passion. So I do. I'm very and, excited. Jalen gets I'm to handle that business for you. She gets to. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. My guy, my homeboy gonna hold me down. My homeboy, he's gonna hold me down. He gonna beat, he's gonna
0: beat the bills. So
2: then I can go talk junk to everybody who's like, and I don't even like these New England, not to go on a rant here, but there's like New England fans now that are like, oh yeah, let's let Buffalo win this, should win the Super Bowl. Like, let them, and that'll prove like. What? No, that'll prove nothing. That'll mean that there's a Super Bowl contender in our division for the next however long, and I don't want that at all. Mm-hmm. So, please, Patrick Mahomes, do your worst. I know you don't listen to this podcast at all, but please do your worst and
0: destroy that Bills defense for we pick them apart.
1: I'm going to be sending some good vibes to them, you
0: know? Yeah. That's Got all it. I need. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, as always. Uh, to our sponsor list growing in the scrub show. Uh, we appreciate Jalen Agnew um, for hopping on and giving us her takes, her time. Um, she's a busy woman, so we appreciate it. Yeah. Of course. Thanks
1: for having me on.
2: Goat. Always appreciate it. I always appreciate when a goat can come on a podcast.
0: That's right. We like to have some goats on the podcast more often. All right, it. everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week.